Coffee's ready. Guest is ready. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back to the Prodigy Podcast. We are on episode 34 and today's guest is someone who's got an upcoming fight on the 2nd of October. He is a 4-0 amateur and May fighter, Thomas Owen from Hardy Wallhead. Hey Thomas, how you doing? Yeah, not bad. How are you? Good. Um, I was going back through your uh, previous fight, watching your previous fights, mm-hmm. and uh, I came across a clip of Jimmy Wallhead's speaking mm-hmm. to you I think, just before the fight yeah. and uh, one of his quotes stuck with me which was enjoy every second yeah. else what's what's the point is that something that you take to heart yeah. make sure you do kind uh, of when you fight you you do step into the cage you enjoy it yeah definitely and you know looking back i i didn't really take it in at the time um mm-hmm. i was quite tense when i went out you know i hadn't fought in i think two or three years in that fight and uh I was feeling it a bit, like it's especially you know being out for so long. But now looking back, and especially going into this one, I enjoy it a lot more, you know, because like literally, what is the point, you know, if you're not enjoying it? Like goes bad, goes good, whatever. We're on this journey, and yeah, man. So, definitely. Was that was that playing on your mind a little on that on that last fight about the fact that um, it had been a considerable amount of time between yeah. your your that fight and the last one? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I put a bit of unnecessary pressure on myself, you know, um, being two, three years. And obviously I had I made loads of improvements, you know, since I've been down with Jimmy. And I want to show it, you know, I want to go perfect and, you know, I want to go so fluid, you know, and have like a star performance. And, you know, it's something that doesn't go like that. You just got to go in. It's fighting in the day, innit? you know what I mean? You never know what's going to happen. So let's go in, just enjoy it, have fun. Like you said, don't chase nothing. It'll all come. You know what I mean? It can't be perfect. Sometimes I... You know, I catch myself doing that, especially in the gym as well, and sparring, try and force it. And you can't always do it. You can't just let it flow sometimes, let it come to you. You know what I mean? And I think that it was quite interesting, actually, um, kind of jump straight into that last fight. For those who haven't seen it, it went the distance and it went to a decision. Mm. Um, mm. But in some ways, it felt that you were able to display different things in different fights. In that first round, yeah. um, there was a bit more uh, defensive wrestling and you were yeah. kind of able to show that even even went to on the floor that there wasn't too much trouble dealing with your opponent. And yeah. then I started seeing that second round that uh, I don't know. I, I didn't listen to the commentary, but um, things like kind of, there were loads of shots of the body and starting you were to be a bit more of the aggressor on the wrestling. Yeah. And then we yeah. would start to see even potential subs. You were, I think you were going for a DAS, which is my favorite submission. Yeah. So I was really happy yeah. about that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. How, yeah. Did, how did you feel about, what what you were able to kind of show on that fight and all the things you were able to test looking back and watching it back i mean after it first happened you know and kind of like straight away i was a bit good i didn't think i'd done very well i thought it could have maybe went to him then watching it back yeah the first round i think if any of them went to him i think he was a lot busy on the feet in the start and then obviously he took us down and obviously i managed to reverse him i was like said show my bottom game uh jiu-jitsu i think i went butterfly and then half gone and got up on the other hook Shout out to Joe Taylor for all the jits he does. <laughs> um, yeah, got up, someone do a lot, got on the fence, then took him down. And I think that was different as well. Like, as soon as I took him down, I started like land strikes. Whereas he went, he got us down. I could even hear his corner saying, just hold him, just hold him. And I thought, well, you know, hold here all you want, but you know, you're not scoring much damage. Obviously, the second round, I think I loosened up a bit. I got in a bit like at the floor and the rhythm, you know, and uh, I started to do a bit better than straighten. I was a bit hesitant at the start. Like you said, I was kind of a massive adrenaline ride, really, you know, first time in a while. Um, yeah, but then I loosened up a bit, got some of his shots off and stuff. And yeah, he just kind of got stuck in there, there taking us down, I was defending it. I think I tied him out a bit. And yeah, but like you say, I, I got sure some maybe different things I hadn't seen in my other fights. So yeah, I was happy with it. I guess it shows quite a nice comparison. If you just take the, the most recent fight and the fight, yeah. Um, previous to that and just see the wealth of difference and the wealth of improvement you've made um it 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 suddenly felt so much more composed than the last fight so it's so much more even though that you had you're telling me you had those nerves it still felt that you 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 weren't chasing you were kind of confident in your ability wherever whether wherever it went yeah definitely night and day 100 percent um yeah just i've obviously over time you get better anyway um but since being with jimmy you know 
not saying I was, you know, bad Jim Forbes, great Jim, you know, Alex done a lot of good things, done really well, but then it's just time to progress. And I mean, who's better in the country? Who's more experienced than the guys down there? And, you know, Jimmy, Dan, they kind of started the whole UK MMA thing. So, you know, it's like the root, the source, if you like, in it, you know what I mean? It's where, if you look at, uh, what's it called? Um, like heritage of UK MMA. That's like the base, isn't it? Rough house. It's the first guys to get over. So, you know, got a wealth of knowledge over there. Jimmy, Dan, Joe, Defo. How would you describe when you, from that first fight, um, I was listening to someone talking about, they were ch- chasing that, they were describing their feeling of when they first got in the cage and mm. how it felt, how it felt through the years, um, kind of how, how their, their, their comfortableness of getting in there and the nerves that continued how, mm. how would you compare the first time you you kind of had your amateur MMA fight to to the one you're about to have or the one you've re- most recently mm. had yeah uh, you know what it was i was I, I was scary not nervous my first one and i always it's weird looking back how i'm probably more nervous now than i was <laughs> first one i was like just i think how old was i 16 17 you know just like just didn't care <laughs> i was just and you know, I had been. I think I was trained for two, three years, and I literally, I, I knew I wanted to fight since like the day I walked in the gym. So like everything since then was just waiting, just waiting. Do you know what I mean? So after two, three years, I was couldn't wait to get in there. Um, yeah, the more I'd say, the most nervous I was for my last one, just because there was the pressure of already being at Freno, which obviously isn't like no massive achievement. Do you know what I mean? But I've got experience, and I was more experienced than him. So, you know, and I've obviously had this time off and I knew I'd improve loads. And obviously I really wanted to show it. So it was that kind of pressure on myself where now I'm at like, I'm at 4-0, I've had a fight, that's gone. Do you know what I mean? So now leaning on this one, I'm, even though it's probably a harder fight than my last one, I'm I'm a lot calmer, a lot more confident and uh, I'm looking forward to it a lot more, if anything. And is there is there a sense of, and it may be to do with the people you're around as well, but is there a sense of you're you're less rushed to get in the cage? You you want to make sure that you're fully prepared. Like that's it, that sixteen year old going up, yeah. chomping at the bit yeah. and being like, It's been two years, come on, get get me yeah. going, get me going. Is yeah. that does that is do you feel that you're you're more likely to go, Well, no, I'm I'm gonna be fully prepared before I step into the cage? Yeah. I mean, I, I I'm I'm always preparing I'm going. If I ever yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean. Uh, if, yeah, if, say, something went wrong in this camp and, you know, I wasn't feeling it 100%, I'd definitely have the confidence to, you know, to to pull out. You know what I mean? It's a winner's game, isn't it? You don't go in there yeah. unless you think you're going to win. So, yeah, I would do that. And it's even, like, it's, it's the small things as well. You know, in training, just being able to have a day off. Sounds stupid, but having the confidence to just be able to, like, right, today I'm going to rein it in. I'm going to rest and I'm going to go tomorrow. Because, yeah, that young 16-year-old, three, four sessions a day, oh, can't rest, can't get tight, you know what I mean? And it, but it really, it's not, it's not uh, bravery, it's insecurity, isn't it? You know, when you can't afford yourself that day off to have that time to then go back at it. It's, uh, but now, yeah, definitely, if I need to have a day off now, I'll have a day off. So it's even down to little things like that. And you started out, you mentioned before that you started out at SBG South Shields. Mm. Um, before the- were you always interested in martial arts and MMA, or were you in, were you doing other sports beforehand? Uh, I played football from like eleven or twelve, I think. Uh, but just got a bit bored of it. Really, it wasn't. I didn't really stick at it. You know, towards the end as well, sort of dipping, diving, uh, and then actually I, I got grounded um, in the six week holidays when I think I was fifteen uh, for just being get me some some bother and that. And uh, I was gone for, I think, three months, I think. And the lady, I was living at the time, Jackie, uh, who adopted us, she basically, I said to her, I was like, can I go to boxing? Uh, and she was like, yeah. So that's the only thing I was allowed to do. I was like, go to boxing. I wasn't allowed to go with my mates, but she said I could go to the gym. So I started boxing at some white collar, you know, weird, grotty gym. <laughs> no shield. <laughs> uh, but, you know, it got its discipline. And, it, you know, there's no technical of it. It was just basically an hour circuit, and then you hit the bag and spar. But, you know, I loved it. And then, yeah, I think I seen McGregor fight. And I was like, oh, I'd love to do that. Googled MMA gyms. First one that came up was uh, SBG South Shields. And it was actually, it was across the river from, I don't know if you know Newcastle, but there's North and South Shields. And I was on the north side of the river. So yeah, I used to have to get a ferry in that across. But I've done it every day. And I've done it every day for about two, three years, four years, I think. 
And yeah, and over Alex. And what was there a sense of kind of this is a a real sense of like a, a community of suddenly it was all these people, everyone that you meet, even in MMA more than BJJ. Um, yeah. everyone who's there really loves it and they're there yeah. and they're completely passionate about the sport what was it like yeah. com- coming into a place where everyone was there because they 100% wanted to be yeah oh definitely especially for like you know a young a young lad I think you know that structure you've got good people around you Um, yeah it's almost like just being out with your mates isn't it really you know and you're all doing this like one thing you love as well and you're all it's a camaraderie of it isn't it you know what i mean you're all in this together you're all preparing for like battle or war whatever <laughs> you know it's like it, it, yeah man I, I love it i love every bit of it it's class and the uk that is quite interesting when we talk about amateur mma it's mm. come a long way um obviously we had the origins of gyms like roughhouse but the uk and like you can almost put slash european scenes such a good testing ground for amateurs nowadays for amateur MMA athletes I, I've spoken to about this before but there's something great about the fact that we can as a as a high level amateur in this country you yeah. can you know fight the best not only in the UK but also in Europe as well and really test yourself yeah. and I think the best of the best amateurs you're almost guaranteed you know they're gonna do at, at least well professionally if not they're gonna do fantastically yeah yeah, no, I definitely agree. I think uh, going forward as the sport evolves, I think you'll see a lot more guys from the UK and from, you know, the Europe scene, from the amateur scene, especially like going up. Because this is really the first wave of like good amateurs. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like obviously the people went through in the, the, the UFC and they got like the sport across because it's really, it's a new sport, isn't it? I mean, I only heard about like McGregor and like MMA in like year 11, year year 10 and the sports came even from then seeing how much the sport has grown and i think it's going to be really in the next what five ten years it's going to explode even more i think the level is going to go up and up and up especially when you look at the the level of amateur guys then now versus back then i think it's crazy when it's discussed about you being an amateur fighter i feel like there's so mm-hmm. much more about really testing yourself and making sure that everything is you, you you've got everything you can there's there's the phrase that get or well, the, the sentence that gets thrown around of like your your record resets when you turn pro yeah. about the amateurs being such a testing ground but it the, the the nature of it has completely changed how what's your view on kind of the uk amateur scene at the moment yeah i think obviously like i said that the levels went up crazy amounts since you know the, the start of the sport or where the sport really began to pick up steam um what i don't get is i see high level amateurs um you know fight like good fights as well against you know good opponents at amateur and then the turn pro and then like for four or five fights to fight like not so good people i feel like it's a step backwards in the development i know in boxing boxing does it a lot don't they you know you turn pro you build your record up and you get experience that way but i think yeah i think the amateur scene should be used as it is which i think it's used well to fight the top amateurs to you know get all the experience get it out now while you can make your mistakes now you know i'd rather turn pro as a like a, a six and three or seven and four or whatever amateur than like eight and one and afford nobody do you know what i mean yeah but then also when i turn pro i want to be fighting pros i don't want to be fighting just like cans you know what i mean i, I think I, it doesn't make sense to me really I think it's it's a good point and actually it's almost it should be like uh, when we see fighters who maybe have been uh, who've run out their contract and then they move to a different organization Uh, so if you look at people like uh, Ryan Bader or you know who've moved to Bellator you you don't see them go oh well I've moved organizations so I'll just fight the you know the person at the bottom of the division in this new organization no they fight someone at their level or a top 10 top five and it, yeah. it doesn't happen in amateurs you're right as an amateur now you know i've got my experience of 4-0 like i feel like i've had my you know if you want to see obviously no fight's easy but if you say that i've had my easy fights you know my first three um and i don't see myself ever having an easy fight again or a bad a, should i say a bad opponent I should never see myself having a bad opponent again 
I just want to, every time I fight, I want to step up in caliber. I want to fight someone who, you know, presents something different to the last guy or, you know, is better than the last guy, definitely. And is there, is there a particular route that you have in mind or is it just any path that kind of essentially leads to you being successful as an amateur to get the experience and go to pro or is it, I, I, I want to hold this many titles or I want, I want to have fought for this amount of belts or anything like that. Nah, no, nothing like that. I don't, I just want to, I want to fight. I want to get my experience. Obviously each fight, you know, you learn a bit more about yourself, won't you? You might think you're really good at something. You might get exposed in that fight. And you're like, Oh, you know what I mean? You might have a rude weight and I'm not that good. So I think take the fight at a time. And then, you know, when whenever Jimmy says he thinks I'm ready, I'll I'll take the step up. Um, but yeah, each fight as it comes, because I don't. That's what's about experience, isn't it? You don't know till you're in there, really, until you're in the the ring of truth. Don't they say? <laughs> <laughs> what's fascinating is you're probably one of the first people I've interviewed who is genuinely this new generation of MMA fighters who mm. is someone where they haven't been a striker and then moved to another sport or uh, moved to MMA or a wrestler or anything like that you've you've literally and correct me if I'm wrong been essentially raised doing MMA oh yeah 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 even when you know it's the same now the same when I was at Alex's and now at, at Jimmy's with Joe it's it wasn't jiu-jitsu it's it's jiu-jitsu for MMA it wasn't striking it was striking for MMA do you know what I mean everything's Everything's got its rules. You know, if you've got your individual sports and they're all in like circles and you have one big circle in the middle, MMA, they've all got the bit in the middle, don't they? They've all got the bit of like what you can use and what you can't use. Um, and yeah, I've just been baptised in MMA sports. <laughs> but I think it's very telling and I'd like to hear your thoughts on it, but you can tell quite easily if there's someone in there who is confident in one thing that that those lines blur once they become professionals but especially in amateurs there Mm. are people who they have their their favorite styles or whether they're a wrestler or a stand-up fighter but then you can spot the mma fighters because even something as simple as like throwing leg throwing kicks anything any kick not even just leg kicks but any kicks you'll have the people who are predominantly boxers or or you have the people who may fight who are literally using every tool in their arsenal and it is so evident that they'll move from their striking to their wrestling to their clinch work so easily you can can tell when like you say there's you know you can tell if someone's got like a bounce or even just by you know the way they move you can tell what if someone's done a bit of something before i think everyone now is pretty well rounded aren't they Everyone goes in there with like a quite a strong idea of everything. No one really. It's not like back in the days in the UFC where you know you'd have like a jits guy versus you know a striker or a wrestler. But you know what I mean. Everyone now. Some people might be better things than others, um, but I think everyone's pretty well rounded nowadays. And is there anyone that, or is there uh, any time in which you've had to not? You've you've said, oh no, I I want to knuckle down on a particular thing or have you always kind of just worked at everything together or have you or do you take periods of time to go you know what I, I want to just focus on my wrestling yeah um I think after my third fight and like in there I just really couldn't get my hands going and I didn't really know why do you know what I mean it just wasn't really coming natural as and it, it took us a while to find you know um comfortability and straighten the grappling inside of it's always came pretty natural to it. I've always, you know, I've just had the knack for it. Do you know what I mean? I've never really had to think about it. It kind of come a lot more naturally. Um, but yeah, the strikes took a while. You know, Jimmy's helps definitely a lot more. Um, yeah, so the striking. As when I came on, yeah, that was a big thing I wanted to focus on was my striking and Jimmy's help loads. Obviously, across the board, Jimmy's help loads. But generally, I'd say my strikings from when. From where it was when I came on, where it is now, yeah, night and day, I'd say. And it, it, I mean, it was it was clearly evident in that last flight, especially. Yeah. And I was I've, I I I always appreciate people who throw to the body. It doesn't get done enough, in no. my opinion. But no. um, it was something that you did um, fantastically uh, in that second fight. And at one point, I did think that he was going down from. I think he, it might not have been his liver, but you caught him like clean yeah. with the body at one point. He's so, he's so, he, he shook his head after, 
And that's what, yeah, right. <laughs> it's, such a, it's such an obvious thing now. When people say no, it always means yes. <laughs> yeah. But you do it, it's so natural, isn't it? It's like a defense mechanism, I suppose. But no, that didn't hurt, right? It fucking definitely did. <laughs> but it's, it's, what, it's all of those things where people, they can smile or they'll wave their hand. At yeah. You. Slow as shit, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> but it happened to me with the action in the gym. Someone called it Tyrell. Body kicked us, and I like shook my head at him. And it's, I don't know why I do it. Everyone does it, does it? It's like a natural, like, foot you won't, isn't it? But it's fucking, it's such a tell. You're probably best not cheating your head, you know what I mean? And just yeah. doing it, I suppose. I, I think the only time that it's good to do that, like, and not give anything away, is when you yeah. have those uh, blink and you miss it kind of, ah, oh, kick misses you by an inch, just oh, like yeah. scrapes the top of your yeah. nose. Yeah, or you slip a shot at Max Holloway. <laughs> Slipping and looking at the judges. I suppose that's a thing. You know if someone hits you a hard shot and you shake your head, maybe the judges are swayed a bit. Maybe. I think it depends how how, how often they watch fights. Uh, we can always live in hope about MMA judges being yeah. decent. Um, I'm not actually that au okay with what MMA judges in the UK, how, how good or bad they are. Yeah. Um, but it just... Arm. <laughs> it just it just seems that it doesn't matter where you go, what country is, you hear about judges and you go, they've never even like they've never even trained or they've 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 done like a couple of sessions and then they've yeah. been pulled in to watch a fight. Yeah. I think it comes a lot from as well, maybe. If they have trained, what have they trained in? You know, you know, if one of the judges maybe done a bit of jits, maybe they might value the jits more. If they've done a bit of striking. Do you know what I mean? Depends, doesn't it, really? Because some people can see someone holds someone up against a fence for like like two minutes of the round and not score any damage but then if they break off and land some strikes i'd probably i'd say damage scores overall so that's what the point of fight is isn't it to hurt the other person so obviously i know control scores a lot but that's what i'd say damage but i think maybe if you came from what we got in background then you'd probably score control wouldn't you so yeah and then there's control and then there's kind of progress uh, mm. are you just controlling or are you progressing to a position are you actually making sure that you're kind of getting you're not just pinning them you're working to a mount or you're trying to work to a striking position mm. or to a submission yeah yeah i agree i think that's score damage first and then control but also i think aggressiveness you know try because you can take some rounds hold them there can't you and i think it's pointless but if you if you try and pass and get a couple shots off and they get up I'd say that, I'd say that's better in my opinion. I'd say that's better. They're trying they're actually trying to win. Do you know what I mean? They're not just trying to stall someone out. And I mean though the, the the amateur rounds being shorter as well, mm. it does I mean you'd hope anyway, and it does most fights um encourage people to pick up the pace to 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 make sure they can try and if they want to finish that fight, they've got to get in there and finish it quickly because it's yeah. you, you've not got much time. Um, yeah. How how do you does it kind of do you sometimes look and go oh, I wish I had more time on the clock? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's a whirlwind in, in there, isn't it? Like you can't you come out, you touch your gloves and you go for it. There's no there's no time to uh, feel out. I kind of done that in the last one, the first round. I was I was trying to feel out, and he was like, nope, you know, kick the leg <laughs> off. He just came out, sort of blasting him. I was like, oh, you know what I mean? You kind of sometimes you come out like it's sparring. Do you know what I mean? Have a bit of a play, but. He wasn't fucking about, and uh, I won't make the same mistake again. <laughs> Got to get to work, <laughs> and that getting to work straight away, and yeah. and 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 knowing that, I mean, he did come out really aggressive, but then what was interesting was you didn't then recklessly try and match him. No, you kind of dealt with dealt with that as best you could, rather than trying to be throw yeah. reckless shots or throw bombs. Yeah. Um, and maybe something that sixteen-year-old you may have done. Well, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Jimmy was going trade it, trade it. So I was like, I'll trade the next one. And then I missed it. I was like, oh, I'll trade the next one. I missed it, and I was like, fucking hell, my legs starting to hurt. <laughs> I need to do something else. And then he had shot on us. And then he had shot on us. I was like, oh, for fuck's sake. And then he took us down. And I was like, great, well, this is good. I remember thinking, this is this went well. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, I salvaged it. Yeah, and the second round as well. I think he came out front overhand and just went in our body lock. I was like, fuck me. So you don't slow down, do you? <laughs> He's <laughs> going for it. 
But uh, yeah, I think that's what edged it. I think my bit of composure on my side, maybe. I think he exploded a bit. And I think he gassed a bit, I think. Let's get on to uh, Hardy Bullhead. And was it yourself that decided to move down to the area and make the move to, to start training with them? Um, nah, so it's a bit of a sticky one. I have to know a bit of backstory. Uh, so basically, I moved up Newcastle when I was like five. And I live with my mum. Obviously, I moved up there with my mum. But I, I didn't run away when I was 15, just to like family reasons and that. And I didn't really want to move down to Nottingham at the time, just because I had all my friends up there. I was in school. I was in like year 10. And I, I'd moved schools like two or three times already, like moving up to Newcastle. So I just didn't want to hit the reset button again. And luckily, uh, one of my best pals at the time, well, still is a really good friend, actually, Jack Dunnan, ended up living with him and his mum. She adopted us. Um, but that didn't last. I, I, I think I lived with Jackie about five years and it, it just didn't really work out due to other reasons not for not because of my relationship with Jackie just through like social service and stuff and I ended up living with this old lady called Anne um, who ended up like it was like a care, like a proper carer um, and I lived with her for I think a year and a, a year or two and I didn't want to move down because I liked training at the gym but it got to a point where like I, like I was still training but I, I, I just kind of got to a point where I was like, what am I doing? Like, all I've got is this, like, dream. But I had, like, no job. Like, I was doing, like, a bit of window cleaning, but it was nothing, like, no structure. Do you know what I mean? And I was just kind of, and I didn't really like where I was living. And I just didn't really have a plan, you know, if I wanted to move out or anything. I had, like, no. Because I was just, I was literally doing, like, two days on the windows. Mm-hmm. Like, like, 50 quid a day. And I was just chaining the rest. But, like, I was like, <laughs> if I want to go forward in the future, like, I've got, you know, I've got no money in the bank. I couldn't afford a flat, so... I just rang my dad and I was like, I think about, I think about moving down. Is that all right? And he was like, yeah. So what, what makes it, what is it that makes it special? If you were to try and kind of put yeah. it down, we see the footage in that room, mm. but what is it that makes training there so special for you? Um, it's a, I think it's a mix of people and it's a mix of styles. And I think that's pretty special. I don't think anyone in that gym does the same thing the exact same way. I think we all do a lot of similar things, but we all do a lot of different things as well. Do you know what I mean? Do you know sometimes you go to gyms and they all kind of, you know, they're like a just jits gym or a wrestling gym and, you know, they kind of follow the same program. I think Jimmy and everyone down there is really good. And we've got a lot of people that have came from different things as well and they've came there. Like Jack Henshaw, he was uh, done like Taekwondo, you know, before he came there. So he's got a really good bounce and, you know, a lot of spins and a lot, you know, a lot of movement. But like someone like Josh Hamilton, who's like, was like a very, very good boxer for like the GB team. And then he's came there. And you got like someone like Riley, who's like very heavy in the jit scene. And you got me, who's like a strong wrestler. And like, we all do a lot of the same stuff, but we all do it very like differently as well. And I think we've all got quite good personalities as well. I think that's maybe one of the reasons. And then Jimmy's just, like I say, Jimmy, Dan and Joe is like wealth of knowledge. You know what I mean? They're from the beginning. Like the dark ages of MMA really, isn't it? You know, before like Cage Warriors was even a thing. You know what I mean? Like sports halls and shit. So that's like that mixture of things combined and just work ethic. Yeah, I think it's something special. And being surrounded with people who are as committed to you, who aren't, who aren't in it just to have a couple of fights and then be able to tell their tell their kids that they had a couple of amateur and may fights back mm. in the day people who are getting all the way to the top does that it just makes i'm sure it makes such a big impact for you on being around that kind of level of people oh yeah definitely definitely all pushing each other we want the same thing you know never like partner up with someone you know who is slacking or even the guys that like that don't fight you know what i mean they're, they want it just as bad as us. They want us to do well just as bad as us. You know, put a Perry, put a Bobby. Like, I could go on. Everyone in there. So I got everyone in there <laughs> is a grafter. And you know what? As well, it's because we have a laugh doing it. Like, people like, are there like an hour before training just to have some banter. Like, yeah, we're pissed about what you see on the videos, but the training's serious. But we'll get there early so we can have a laugh. You know what I mean? And it's just that, that, fam- that family vibe. That's what it is. And I'm sure that makes such an impact for you as well. The fact that that there is that that you have that family there and for so many people um whether they've got people you know outside the gym or not they've got they know that they have people who have their best interest like when you're in the gym all they want you to do is do well yeah man 
definitely. I mean, like, I've, I've moved down here from Newcastle. I think I've got about three friends <laughs> outside the gym down here. You know what I mean? I've got, got loads. I've got my boys in Newcastle. Love it. Bits come on with fights. But, uh, yeah, I mean, all my pals down here, they're all from the gym or, or in and around the gym. So, yeah, I, I don't need a social life. I just go there. Is there anyone that you look up as a role model? It, it, it doesn't have to be a fighter or it can be. Yeah. Like, is there any particular people that you when you first started watching MMA, that you were like, I, I want to be like them? Obviously, like I said, young, naive. It was the max straight away. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone hates on him now, but I thought, back in the day, even when you go back now, and, you know, I think he has, you know, lost his touch a bit now. He didn't seem to be the same fluid movement person he was when he first came in. But you go back, you watch his fight, fights uh, like Brandao or even Holloway, Poirier, like the old ones, the movement, man. It's mad, isn't it? It's just, it's not the same. It's it's something special. He done something special to. It's almost like he wrote a book. You know what I mean? He, he really did pull something out of the bag, and I think everything happens for a reason, doesn't it? And I think that was to get the world to see martial arts. I really do. I think um, he's very Bruce Lee. He's a bit like mad now, and he or drinking and mm. whatever he's doing. I think he's lost the plot a bit, but. Certainly back then he was something special. But yeah, I mean I've I've watched everyone. I've studied I've studied everyone. I, I appreciate, you know, Khabib, Aldo, go on all day, old school boxers. Like if you look on the technical side, like people like Salvador Sanchez, Dem Jack Dempsey, gone all day, Merva. But even for like a mentality side, like Kobe, you know, Tom Brady, I'm just anyone who's a winner, I like I, I look into I think they're pretty cool. Instead I love of, the like, fact that you mentioned Jack Dempsey. Yeah, old school. I got I found I found it from a Tyson uh, interview. He said he inspired style, so I was like, oh, I need to find out who this is. Are you that particular kind of fight where you do like watching lots of footage? Do you do you find that you you will watch uh, endless amounts of kind of old yeah. fights and things like that? Once no, not endless. Um, obviously, I watch I watch tape. Do you know what I mean? I watch fights, uh, but it's more when. I've done something in the gym or I'm trying to work something out and it kind of sparks like a rabbit hole. Do you know what I mean? And then you kind of like just follow it, follow it for a bit. But I go in and out of stages of watching fights. I'm not, it's not like, it's not like structure for me. Like I don't have to go much fights, but when, when my interest is sparked, that's when, that's when I watch it. One of my favorite fights is um, when Jimmy fought, who do you fight? I forgot his name. Someone, Senor, someone in Nottingham. And he, the story behind it's pretty cool. He was goosebumps when he told us. He said he was he was nervous in the back. You know, he didn't really want to go out. All he was doing there, uh, all he was doing in the back was right hand left hooks, just slip right hand left hooks. And then he came out in like in the first minute in like a sold out crowd in his hometown, knocked him out <laughs> with a right hand left hook. And the commentary is unbelievable. He goes, the doctor asked him what his name was, and he replied, Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking quality. <laughs> quality but like that it's good fight good commentary but the, the story behind it made everything for me just because you know i've been there you know the nerves you're like fuck me you don't know if you can do this and you get out there and it just goes right well like, not out in the first round against a good opponent in front of your hometown like a swallow up arena it doesn't get better than that does it there are those when you i think there's there's no there's no one better and no people better to describe everything about having a fight than fires you, no. the commentators can do everything I think they can and i think that's why we've seen this new age of commentators your dcs your benavides your yeah. dan hardys um, yeah. who not only can break down the fights more technically but yeah. they can describe everything yeah. that someone's yeah. feeling yeah yeah definitely i think we need more judges like that as well i think I think there should be a system as as yeah. we have a system you know you can't just be a ref for an mma fight you need to be yeah. there there's qualifications that you need to get to be an mma ref and you need to have the experience it should be the same way for judges yeah i think so i think ex-fighters would be good judges maybe not some of the fruit loops Imagine <laughs> 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 doing players and judging a cut Nah, yeah. I didn't, do enough, didn't, didn't throw enough spinning shit. <laughs> it, you, you maybe don't want your ex-opponent sitting there judging yeah. the fight. <laughs> Got out the face. Nah, you won't. <laughs> Moving on to your 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 fight coming up. Um, yeah. It's what, two two weeks away now? Two weeks, yeah, I think. Two weeks tomorrow, Saturday. Um, 
how do you feel about it? What what are your thoughts on your opponent? And is there any kind of particular thoughts or processes that you're going kind of thinking about going towards this fight? Um, no, obviously, I think it's a good fight. I think it's definitely my hardest fight, you know, up to this point. But, you know, it's a fight that I feel I've deserved. Do you know what I mean? Like a, a tough fight against a tough opponent. I know I'm going to learn a lot about myself going in this fight. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited. Like I said, I actually, I'm more looking forward and a lot more confident that I'm going in this one than I was the last one. Not so maybe. Just cause I know I'm going to enjoy it. I know I'm going to enjoy it. You know, whatever goes, like Jimmy said, goes bad, goes good, whatever. You know what I mean? It's all going to happen. The, the, the final destination doesn't change. This is just, so I'm going to enjoy it. And, yeah, man, can't wait. Um, When you're... In your preparations, do you kind of, is there any particular things you do around mentality or do you watch te- tape? You talked a bit more about kind of listening to winners. Um, yeah. what, is there is there anything that you like to do as well as the training um, in preparation for fights? Um, nah, nothing extra. Not really. Obviously, you watch tape, don't you? Everyone watches a bit of tape. I'm yeah. not sitting there every night worrying about what he's doing. Do you know what I mean? Uh, at the end of the day, I do what I do. That's the aim of fighting, isn't it? To implement your game. So, you know, I'm not going to go worrying about what he does. I'm just going to wait on me, do me, make sure I bring the best me, and then the rest of the form of place. And there's there's something quite uh, exciting about the fact that you are get, you're getting to enjoy this one now. There's that yeah. kind of, that period of uh, uh, of not fighting is over. Uh, yeah. Are you looking? Are you looking at being as active as possible from yeah. now on. Well, I mean, this this one's a, a title eliminator on it, so the winner gets a fight for the strap in December. Um, but I'll be fighting, even if I do lose, which I don't think I will, but if I do lose, I will be fighting in December anyway. And then, you know, that's 6-0. And, and then see see what it brings. I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to fight as much as possible. Early next year as well. Jim, Jim was talking today about doing a, a card early next year, about April time, so I'll fight on that as well. I'll be seven. Yeah, I'll just keep going until I think I'm ready and Jimmy thinks I'm ready. And then, just, yeah. Just see, uh, do you think that number would uh, would ever go to double figures before before you turn pro? Yeah, possibly. I mean, I'm looking, obviously I know the who who's who, I think, in the amateur division by now. And by the looks of the old one, pro, which I'm a bit thinking about. I feel I'm a bit late at the party. Because <laughs> everyone... Everyone's fighting when I was out because, like, when I moved down here, I couldn't re- I couldn't train as much as I wanted to. I was stuck between. I know I, I did did go and train not MA or Polakowski, you know, doing a lot of jits and stuff. But it is predominantly a jits gym, you know what I mean? So you know, it was good and it was fun, but it wasn't really what I, what I could have done or wanted to if I had a car. So it took years to get a car. Then I got a car and Corona hit. So the gym was shut. I was like, fuck me, I can't catch a break. So this has been like the first time where I've really like had a car. And been able to train consistently at the level I want to, you know. So and, and the whole time I wasn't fighting, and everyone else was fighting. I was like, felt a bit like the dark dark horse, the amateur scene. <laughs> Just been sitting watching everyone, like yes, yeah, sound. But yeah, so now I've caught up and I'm fighting. Fucking everyone else is fucked up. Everyone's <laughs> fucked off to go pro. Yeah, and fucking fight a can to the elbow. <laughs> is there is there any uh no not to stir up shit but is there anyone yeah. that you you are hoping to fight as an amateur that you'll go oh well i'll just have to wait till i'm pro uh, i'm sure there's everyone you know i don't want to go around talking shit about people you know what i mean obviously the amateurs the good amateurs know the good i'm sure and everyone else who's involved in the mc knows who the good amateurs are so yeah but anyone that's in my way and you know is like is a good opponent anyone yeah, I'll fight. yeah. I, want, I want to fight as many good amateurs as I can in the most respectful way possible because it's not about like it's not about, like, I feel like people get twisted like they're trying to get the records now they're trying to get the sponsors now they're trying to you know create something that isn't I don't think I think you know the real destination and the real the real goal is the UFC isn't it so but I'm sure yeah. I'm sure I'm, I'm more than sure that there'll be a lot of good amateurs from this scene from this era in the UFC together I'm pretty sure of it you know, with the rest of the talent around the world. And that's a good thing about the IMAFs. I think you'll get more and more, like, closer, more, you know, people know who, like, you won't get the UFC and you'll be like, oh, who's this? I feel like it'll be more like, 
you know, the boxing where they're like, oh, the fought in the Olympics and now they're fighting again. That that type of thing. I think it'd be more like that. More like yeah, more well known. And I think you see that as well in in things yeah. like Cage Warriors, especially yeah. since we had the likes of the big UK stars, your, your McGregor's, your Arnold Allen's, all these kind of mm. big amateur fight, uh, big uh, UK fighters. And they've mm. all come from one place. And I think that's drawn even more eyes to now who's the who's who, who's coming out mm. of Cage yeah. Warriors um, and who's yeah. coming out of the UK and Europe. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. You see, even like, I mean, who just went in? Um, Irish guy, Ian Gary, he just went in, hasn't he? Paddy. You know, yeah, a lot of uh, I think I've seen uh, Graham put a post on about wish because he always wishes look the cage wise guys in the UFC. And I'm sure there's about six of them on or five of them. So, yeah, man, definitely. Is there uh, is is that kind of one of your things? Would you would you, are you fussed about in what way um, you I kind of get to that end goal, or is Cage Warriors one of those ones where you'd like you'd love to fight on that on their show one day? Oh yeah, I no doubt. I think I don't think there's many other ways, really. Maybe, I mean, who knows? It's always evolving, isn't it? Um, and you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Uh, but yeah, I think I think I think that'll be my way to the to Kedros. I like it when the Kedros belts, but it's like um, tradition, isn't it? Really, if, if you're British yeah. in the UFC, you you've got to win. It's a golden ticket, isn't it? Really, <laughs> to the UFC, that's anything. It really is, and it's kind of, and then, and there's something about. I know that the UFC belt, you know, you look at who's held it and things like that. If you look at who's actually held on to specific belts in Cage Warriors as well, yeah. there's as yeah. e- as much history to that belt as others. To pe- and especially if you kind of go through different weight classes. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, we're having talks. There, there's talks this week, or rumors, shall I say, this week of kind of new MMA leagues with yeah, yeah. 50-50 fighter kind of contributions and things like that, uh, or fight pay, shall I say. Yeah. Um, but what I was having this discussion with someone yesterday, but what the thing is, is that there's something that, that what the UFC have done so well is that it doesn't matter what title you could hold. Mm. UFC is always the one. It's yeah. why that people keep talking about let's have a Bellator UFC event. There's something special about it. Um, do you think it'll always be that special? Um, yeah, I think so. I think from, it's hard to see any other way at the minute, isn't it? With it, It's been so um, demanding, so popular, it's so, it's so clearly in front, isn't it? Obviously, one, one, I like one. I enjoy one, to be fair. I think, you know, the four-ounce Mai Tai fights, I think they're sick. I've definitely, you know, it's it's given me a better insight into it. I didn't really know. Obviously, I knew what Mai Tai was, but like, I, I watch it more now because of one. And I think I think one's the biggest uh, competitor. You see what they announced recently with the um, Rav Tang. Uh, the thing. Demetrius Johnson fight, yeah. yeah. I yeah. mean, that's unbelievable, and the fact that cool and and it's 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 like what uh, I can't remember what I said to someone. It's like what Reddit like forums mma forums yeah. like write yeah. about yeah because the fact that and i think it's all credit to demetrius johnson as well well to both mm. of them for going yeah i'll do it like yeah. I'll, I'll enter I'll, I'll fight in a sport that i'm not the specialist in as well as my yeah. own one it's interesting it's interesting how it'll go down because it's what was it first round my tie second round martial arts third round my tie fourth round martial arts yeah so basically so, i think Go on, sorry. I was going to say, I think it's interesting that they've gone that way round as well, rather yeah. than the MMA being the opening fight. Yeah, because he's got double. Well, I see he get doubled straight away. Obviously, that would be the game plan, whether you'd be able to actually do it or not. Cause, you know, a lot of ties, a lot of it's in the clinch, isn't it? It's, under, it's an overlooked area, isn't it? I mean, I've uh, Al Witten, Dean Truman's my Muay Thai coach, who comes down, you know, you grab him, you shoot on him, you know about it. He's got steel hips, you know what I mean? <laughs> Like even though he's not done a lot of grappling, it's transferable, isn't it? A lot of it is transferable. So you know, be, definitely be interesting for sure. And and people also underestimate the fact that there's there's a difference between how Mai Tai fighters throw kicks 
and yeah. how a mayfire's throw kicks. Yeah. And we've seen it. What happens when if you throw, if you shoot at the same time as someone can get a kick out or someone can get a kick out as you yeah. shoot, it's yeah. devastating. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think as much as you can clinch someone, I think Annie clinch as well. I think, you know, steel frames basically hasn't the, you know, especially rod time. He's got a little tank, isn't he? I didn't realise he was 23. That's fucking blew my mind. I seen it. it was what? Like, yeah, 23, mate, or 24. Young, though. Swear to God, blew my mind as well. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was like 30. He looks at it anyway. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was going to say, I was if I took one look at him, but you are in your 30s yeah. at least. Yeah. Um, wait, I'll just get it up. I'll double check myself. I'm, I'm, I'm 99% sure, though. He's over 23, 24. They don't, you know, like they put the tail of the tape, like, yeah, his rod time. Where is it? Sure, one post it over there. Even if that's not true, I think as a legend, Muay Thai fighters should just get younger. They'd be like, "Oh yeah, I heard he was 19. <laughs> I can't find the exact post. He's twenty four. I'm just good. Twenty four. Mental. That is a that is a fucking joke. He's had right. two hundred and sixty seven wins, forty two losses at twenty four years old. How many wins? Sorry, two hundred and sixty seven. Fucking hell. He's had that more is... wins than I've had sparring sessions. <laughs> I was about to say he's had more wins than I've had, but we'll finish that conversation another day. Um, <laughs> that is, yeah, that's unbelievable. Mind and wins. the thing is, is if he beats Mighty Mouse, mm. you know all people are going to be talking about is it will he fight MMA? Yeah, maybe. But that's the way to do fights. Like, fuck off all the Jake Paul stuff. Yeah. And or like don't get me wrong, there was a little bit of me that was so happy that I saw Silver just kind of slipping punches and knocking people out. But let's yeah. just retire the vets, let them yeah. stay retired. Yeah. And let's have the best of the best fight each other in like yeah. mixed style fights. Yeah. That is the one kind of exhibition matches. Yeah. You never seen all boxers doing what Rotang's done. No way. Maybe Tyson Fury. I think it's a bit mental. <laughs> Tyson Fury is really interesting because he talks about his own mental health and kind of coming back after so long out yeah. of fights. And yeah, your hairs go up on end. I don't know about you, but watching him after him coming back, especially on those big fights. Yeah, yeah Tyson, is a, Tyson is a weird one. I grant you that. You can't take your eyes off him. You can't take your ears off him either. You can't no. stop listening yeah. to what he says. It's got the game on, I think, as far as showmanship. But I don't think even I don't think he does it because he thinks, oh, this is going to make his money. Like, I think you can tell when someone's trying to do something because they know it's going to get them attention. Do you know what I mean? And I think Aljamain mm-hmm. done it a lot. You know, after his loss, he said, like, oh, I can play the hair card really well and get loads of views. So I think he's just went, you know, balls the wall to try and get as much hate as possible, be as cringy as possible. But I think Tyson is just, I think that's generally just him. And I think that's why it's so entertaining. If you serenade by singing, to Klitschko and dress up as Batman for a press conference. There's no way you're doing it unless you really, really want to. Yeah, or you're taking loads and loads of drugs, which is also a massive possibility. He even said, like, look at me. He said, do I look like a fighter? And I'm still beating people. Yeah. He's he's really agile for how big he is, isn't he? Let's be honest. He doesn't move like a heavyweight. I don't know about you, but sometimes you meet fighters or you see fighters and they completely meet your expectation. Like I met Alexander Gustafsson once and yeah. I looked at him, went, you look exactly how I think you look. Until, yeah. Like when I've seen you fight, like yeah. you're a huge human being. Um, yeah. But I remember on the same day, uh, it was like a, an uh, expo event. I met Michael Bisping and Michael right. Bisping stood next to my, whatever he was at the time, maybe 15 year old brother. Yeah. Um, my brother's not that tall, yeah. um, but he was the same height as Michael Bisping. And I looked at him, you're yeah. a middleweight. What the yeah. fuck are you doing at middleweight? And, and that's yeah. what I think about. I think if I ever met Tyson Fury, he would live up to my expectations. He'd yeah. be like Alexander Gustafsson. He's like just yeah. the huge human being. Right. I think so too. Be like a basketball player, wouldn't it? <laughs> Drew did surprise me about how big you I seen uh, Leon Edwards go and take it and he was fucking massive. Yeah. <laughs> He's, I mean, even Johnny weighed in against Nate Diaz. I was like, fuck me. I see a picture of him. He actually uh, sit with Adesanya and he, was, yeah. he looked fitter than him. I was like, he's fucking huge for a while away. 
big boy, definitely big boy. I I I wonder sometimes how these people make weight. But I mean, yes, you yeah. look at uh, who was it where the footage came out? Was it Darren Till? Where mm. the footage came out and it was yeah. just a nasty, nasty weight car. Yeah, yeah, a little bit chewy, didn't he? In his last one as well. Yeah, it's it's hard, man. I, I think, think I don't like the shit talk the pros because they're all channels, but you know what I mean. But he just he he, he didn't look as good shit as Brunson. He still looked pretty drained. I just wondered, like, I was like, I mean, has he just put on more size and then he's got the exact same problem? Or I know he said he bought he injured something, didn't he? Is Achilles or something? Yeah, I think he said he was. Yeah, he was coming, coming off an injury. Um, but it's hard because, like, yeah. am I talking about Darren Hill? Yeah, like, exactly. But it, as as a fan, I think yeah. you, you want you want him to be as good as he you know yeah. he can be, and yeah. also you just want that Adesanya Till fight to happen. I thought we had it in the bag against Brunson. I thought Brunson looked gassed. I didn't think Brunson's corner. I don't think Adesanya beats Brunson. If that's the same Brunson shows up, I don't think he looked anything. I think it was more Darren's mistake that cost him yeah. the fight more than Brunson actually doing something amazing. He kind of just pulled uh, him in the mount, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And it's 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 those kind of that that grappling again that we yeah. we've had moments where Till has kind of been on his back or been on the floor where yeah. um in moments of kind of where he's struggling or he's looking gassed and then people take those opportunities, as yeah. would any fighter. But I think was it who was it that subbed him at welterweight? Was it Tyrone? Tyrone, yeah. Yeah, and we, we we've seen that before. Obviously, yeah. that was at a different weight class. But yeah. yeah, I don't I don't see Derek Brunson beating Adesanya any day of the week, and I'd be yeah. shocked. Um, yeah. But it's a bit like a uh, Glover fighting Jan Blankovic. Mm. I I don't see like don't get me wrong. I love the fact that somehow Glover is still beating the top the top five, but yeah, I don't see him beating Jan any day of the week. No. No, I don't either. Well, uh, we'll move on to, so before we get on to the quick fire round, uh, yeah. I've got some pe- questions that people asked. Uh, yeah. So I thought I'd uh, make sure that those were answered. But one of them is, uh, you, I don't know if this was uh, taking the business up, but uh, tips for staying light on your feet, which to be fair in that second, especially in that second round, I saw that you suddenly came out, you were far more light on your feet. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was just more... Um... Yeah, I think I wasn't as caught in the moment as I was in the first round. Do you know what I mean? First round, I was a bit like, oh, this is happening. Mm-hmm. And then, obviously, you're not thinking about actually what you're doing. You're kind of like, you know, you're kind of step step behind and a bit behind. So, yeah. But, yeah, it's just rhythm, isn't it? It's rhythm and flow. And I think that's mostly who wins normally, whoever can get in their rhythm and flow before the other guy. And do you do many footwork drills, or is it is that is that come in with the striking? Or is there oh. kind of, do you do specific work around footwork? Yeah, definitely. Jimmy does. Yeah. I mean, you move your feet, don't you, first? I think footwork's most important, but obviously, you know, hands up and all that. But if your feet aren't in the right place, you can't throw a punch, you can't take a punch as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, I think I've got an idea who said that. I think it might be the flat, flat-footed flat ape, Riley Daniels. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, uh, I, the flat, uh, any reason for flat-footed ape? I can guess why. <laughs> But Riley, he's, flat, he's got flat feet, like fucking. Don't even you know. Got no arch in them. Is the he actually? Is he got completely flat feet? Yeah, I think like medically, he's got something. I forgot what the foot it's called. He's always said he fucking actually brings about five names a day. He's got something or other, but yeah. Oh, ah, uh, plant to f- something. Yeah, something. He's got something. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, someone asked, uh, best advice for a, for a young athlete? Athlete or fighter? Like any sport or for like a young fighter, do you think? I think, well, they they said athlete, so. Uh, but let's say, <laughs> let's say fighter, just a young person yeah. who's like wants to well, compete. For fighter, actually, I suppose it's transferable advice for anything, but mat time and whatever the equivalent is that for any sport, you know, if playing football, kicking the ball, you know, whatever basketball, dribbling, shooting, you know what I mean? I think the more time you actually spend doing it, it's the best, isn't it? You know, everything yeah. else comes, you know, your conditioning and your, you know, your whatever else, but that's number one, isn't it? Uh, technical reference. So yeah, mat time, that's it. Enjoyment, have fun. 
Don't man, as don't, as Jimmy but, said, make sure you have fun. Yeah, man. It's more, you know, I've, I've heard it's so transferable. You know, I see Tony Ferguson doing it view as well. He's like, oh, I'm a coach. I wasn't smiling. I wasn't smiling. You know, he's smiling. You relax. Your shoulders are loose. You're positive. You know, you're not caught in the moment. Yeah, having fun. It's the best way to be. Therefore, uh, what's your what's the hardest part of training? Um, see, the food's a big one. Can't wait to have a fucking burger or something. You know, I love. I don't drink. I don't fucking not. I can't wait to have just a big fat tear. <laughs> so, just, but everything else, everything else. Like obviously, everyone hates doing cardio, and you know what I mean. And obviously, you have your bad days, but you know, it, it's all it's it's all worth it. Well, it's all worth it. Even the dieting. Do you know what I mean? It's all worth it. But. Yeah, I mean, coming home and... Well, know. that that kind of leads on nicely to people people asking, what's your nutrition and diet like? Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, I'm not eating any shit. I'm, I mean, me and Riley do all cooking, I do all meal prep. Um, but it's just basic, man. It's just basic. Just fucking chicken diced, load of black beans and, like, black beans in the spicy sauce. This new little recipe. Sweet corn, <laughs> peas. Some chocolate carrots in there, peppers, onions, put all in a pan, fry it, and like a bag of foot and microwave or rice. Now it's special, you know what I mean? But all the goodness. <laughs> Gordon Ramsay, yeah, we got Ramsay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, as well, omelets, omelets on the night time. But I can't, I'm not the best omelets, but it ends up more like vegetable scrambled egg, but it's still banging. Yeah, people underrate the fact that like people underrate the egg in general yeah. the fact that oh. you can just when you get home from training you're like i don't want to fucking cook anything eat yeah. hard let me just chuck some eggs and veg in a pan right three eggs turn a little bit of milk you put the spice in with the fucking milk and the eggs right so it's like flavor inside fry it obviously you obviously vegetables and first like onions peppers and whatever fry that thingy and mix it up who listen who has time to make an omelette you know what I mean? Get it all perfect and fall over. Just whip it up, scrambled egg, bosh, done. <laughs> I'm going to message the uh, Raptor squad a lot and just be like, right, let's give him his own cooking show. I would feel for your <laughs> own cooking show. <laughs> you do it. You'd be like, eh, he's like fucking stirring veg around his hands. <laughs> Food related again, but Go what's on. your go-to meal after a weight cut is done and dusted? Oh, fucking hell. I overate last time. I overdone it. I was fucking... I felt horrible the day of the fight. I felt just, like, full. I was sick straight after, so I won't be making that same mistake. Um, but go-to is probably some dates and some banana chips. That's the first thing I like to have. And then what about after the fight? After the fight? Oh, I've got a list. Me and my last. You've got a list. You, of I've never been a make fighter. make lists? Yeah, we well, have done, yeah. Um, I've never been to five guys, so I like to go five guys. Um, to be fair, it's a sticky one, isn't it? Because, like, this time I fought in when was that? I fight April or something, August, yeah. I can't remember, but I don't know when August, August just been, yeah, April. And I fought, and then like, Cody's later claims like, oh, October, so I was like, already thinking about October. So you only have like three, obviously, the football was on, which I was glad about because I was just going out and you know, having a couple of beers, and I felt like it's a normal lad. Um, but yeah, straight after a fight, I'll just like something fat and greasy. I'm not really bothered what. <laughs> um, this is an interesting one. People, some people are asking, like, who who inspires you most to fight? Is there someone that you watch and you go, yeah, like that? That's why I want to fight. Um, nah. Do you know what? Do you know what really inspires me? I was younger. I always it always sticks out. You you, you ever seen Troy the film? Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah, during that kid's like goes to get him because he slept in or something, and he's like, "Oh, he's massive. I never want to fight him." He goes, "That's why no one remembers your name." Like in that moment, who wants to be that kid? You just like, <laughs> you know what I mean? So that's that's always a good one. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there's one fire per se or anything. I think it's just I've always enjoyed fighting. Even when I was younger, you know, just like making. Maybe mum used to work late, and we used to get all like, the cushions and all the mattresses down. We used to make a big wrestling ring and just, you know. Just fucking have a scrap with me and me two brothers so that kind of like sparked it and then just i i've always just got a bit of a kick out of it 
and now now I fell in love with like the martial arts side, and you know you appreciate it more, you know and how it's more. It's not just ah, it's you know it's composed. There's things going on. There's games being played. You know it's chess, really, isn't it? Human chess. So yeah, that's what inspires just the love for it. Yeah, that's a damn good answer for it. Well, uh, I think it's time for some. We've had some serious questions. Now it's time yeah. for some really fucking stupid ones. Yeah, fucking um, so we're gonna go into quick fire rounds. So uh, <laughs> first Thank one you. is, what's the most used phrase in the gym? Lift them. Lift. <laughs> yeah, it's all jo- yeah. Lift them. Lift them. Josh Hart. <laughs> uh, would you fight in? Ve- would you rather fight in Vegas or in the O2? In England. Yeah. Yeah, O2. Uh, tournament fight format in MMA? Yes or no? I mean, I'd do it, but fuck me <laughs> it fucking hurt the next day yeah, yeah. imagine three round more and then you got like two more you know what i mean but i do it obviously but i think brett johns i think i seen a post about that a while ago did when he won the cage rose belt i think he had like three fights or something yeah mad. mad i mean uh if you know luke trainer the was he a light heavyweight or midweight um his name i'm not he's he he won um john Cavana did a a tournament not long mm. ago and the person who won won a bellator contract and right. he won that yeah um but that's like i think he had two or three night fights in one night yeah it's, it's rough isn't it i mean you think about sparring obviously sparring's not a fight but you know you probably do about 10 12 rounds in sparring don't you yeah. it's, it's doable but you know the whole like you don't want to get injured you don't want to take risks but then yet again you want to kind of get it finished you know, do a Jack Cartwright, knock them both out in the first two minutes. There you go. Easy. You know exactly. I mean? but, if, you, if you're the guy who's had, you know, the, each fight has gone to three rounds or five rounds, whatever it is. Yeah. And then final, and the guy who you're up against knocked them both out in the first yeah. round. He's not got a mark on him. I'm walking out second and all that. I'm getting me rest. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a hidden talent or is there something that people just don't, that you, you know you can do that people don't know? Like a Rubik's cube or uh, some random thing fuck no <laughs> i wish i could do a Rubik's cube <laughs> i've got your talent started let alone a hidden one <laughs> food that you hate you won't go near tuna fucking tuna stinks what about have you ever had like tuna steak though like fresh tuna no not like, not like... no like a like a nice steak of like proper tuna That'll change your mind. It's completely, you look at it and they're two different things. Well, because when you see a tuna steak, I'm literally just thinking of like a steak that's tuna, right? So you tell, is it a fish? Is that what you're saying? Like the raw it fish, is, like fillet of tuna? It's a fillet of tuna, yeah. Yeah, right. Well, I see, I don't mind like salmon, you know what I mean? But it's more the smell, you know. I hate, I don't mind, like, I don't mind salmon, but you know, if I get a whiff of it, it puts us off. Like taste is, wise, I don't is, mind is this the fish? I'm I'm sensing a I don't like fish. Yeah, I'm not like nah. It's the smell that gets us. <laughs> I go to sushi. I could like, I like sushi in the packet. I don't mind. I'll eat it. But you know, if I went to sushi bar, I'd probably gag. Just the eye, the whiff. <laughs> what else? I hear um, the Branson pickle or something. Oh, yeah. Mate. My brother used to, my little brother used to eat it and like, wasn't trying to like blow in my face. Like, he's a little bastard. Like, he's monster munch as well. Anything like a really horrible smell. Yeah, yeah monster munch. I don't, anyone who eats that and actually, yeah. anyone who eats that who's a fully grown adult, you guys are monsters. Yeah, freaks. Fuck them. <laughs> uh, what do you do in your downtime when you're not training? Play FIFA. <laughs> Career mode. <laughs> I'm me last. Spend time with me last. But, uh, mainly fifa okay how uh how chilled out or how angry do you get playing fifa um i mean i've stopped playing online you know i can't keep up with them because they're in the day they're playing every day aren't they little sweaty bastards and that and obviously i I don't have the time to do that every day i get a couple games a night maybe after i get home from training and maybe on like a saturday afternoon i can have a good sesh but same as all the games to be fair i like used to like playing walls only in the lockdown but Computer's so good at it now, it's just not even fun anymore. So I, just, I, I play career mode on FIFA. Win the Champions League with like Aston Villa or something, I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, dream opponent. Ooh, I'm not sure. It could be like new or old. 
It doesn't have to be someone who's yeah. currently fighting. I'll have, to, I'll have to pick someone my weight, won't I? Um, I mean, you can fight in Ghana if you want. I'm not going to nah. say your odds are good, man. <laughs> Depends on how much I'm getting paid. <laughs> Might as well run it in for the crack if I'm getting like, uh, all, all I'm saying is remember the Troy quote. Well, yeah, true. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> if right. you won, you'd never be forgotten. I just might as well. I'd just run out flying in if it doesn't work. Fuck it. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> what have we got to? Uh, favorite, I feel like it's going to be your most recent fight, but favorite one of your fights? Yeah, I probably see. I mean, I don't really like any of them, to be honest. The last one was better than I thought it went at the time, but I hope that's better. But yeah, that one's play. Cool Choice of coffee. I don't know if do you drink coffee? Yeah, I drink coffee. Love it. I mean, latte. Don't know. As long as it's got some sweetener in it. Oh, choice of caffeine. Do you are you an energy drinker or are you a coffee yeah, guy? He's bad boy. I can't it's audio, isn't it? But you know the rains, if anyone's out there, rain body fuel, them. Oh, try they, them. They, they're the body. They're the better of the of the energy yeah. drinks. I mean, you like if you drink them like quite regularly, kind of like thingies. You know, if you're not on one for a while and you have one, it's like fuck me. You're like on, you're on one. You're wired. There's a new one as well. This orange. It's well nice. The have you have you ever had one before? Like you get to a training session, and you go fucking hell. Like yeah. I'm, 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 it's like I need to go, especially if you're going to like a chilled out. If you're going to, I don't know. Oh, we're going to stretch tonight, lads. And yeah. you're like fucking hell. Just had an energy drink. Yeah, fuck me. Watch as you go. Just go and stretch. Sounds beautiful. <laughs> uh, and final final question: If someone to play you in a movie, who would it be, and what kind of movie would it be? Me in a, so in a movie, so be like so if someone were to play a movie, uh, you in a movie, yeah. who would play you, and what kind of movie would it be? I'd probably pick my little brother, you know. I'd probably pick him because you know, like I like he does things and I'm like you're dead annoying and that. And then you know when I look back on me, how I was as a kid, I was like, oh, he's just like me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like the the things I hate about him, I I kind of find not that I hate him. I mean, I love him a bit, but you know when he's like get on my nerves or whatever. Or I mean, who rang us? My friends always ring us. Obviously, I'm not in Newcastle, but my friends always oh just seen your little brother doing this, just seen your little brother doing that, be a little bastard doing something. So yeah, I'd pick my little brother. I think you do a good job. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and what kind of movie would it be? Action thriller. What about my life? Is that yeah. is that what it is? Be a, so be like yeah, just yeah, probably be action. It's been fucking wild ride so far. <laughs> <laughs> Troy, Troy, but set in uh, Hardy Wallhead. <laughs> Troy, but set in Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Going to Sunderland <laughs> outside the gates and that. <laughs> just standing um, out. One guy sends someone yeah, from Newcastle. <laughs> Some free-eyed fucking mutant would come out in Brooklyn. <laughs> oh, I hope there's no one from Sunderland listening. <laughs> I just still face it. I thought it was Calais. <laughs> oh. On that very imaginative note, we'll leave it there. But thank you very much for coming yeah, on, man. It, uh, it was one. a pleasure uh, finding out more on your yeah, sorry, no, it's just seems to be the first one, but uh, I was really nervous before, but I really enjoyed it, so thank you. Thanks, man. Yeah, man. And uh, best of luck to the last for the next fight. I appreciate it. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. To keep up to date with all our latest stuff, follow us at The Prodigy Podcast on Instagram.